Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. start today (laughs) hi 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 everyone hello i feel like it's been a long time it feels like it's been a long time because we have such spaced out recording schedules yeah like that but 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 really we're in your ear every week yeah like for us it's been a long time (laughs) for everybody else we're like enough already enough (laughs) (laughs) enough are you sick of us already you know what maybe maybe they are no, I don't think so. I hope not yet. Hopefully I not hope until not. like episode 100 or something. Oh, that's going to be cool if we I ever know, get there. Be, like, that's going to be super cool. I'm saying if, but I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. We're, we're doing we this. We have to at least make it to 100. And then we can quit. <laughs> and and move to whatever Just take all of and, our no money and then yeah. just go live in the woods. And we'll do like what the one guy did from Amityville and just like have a bunch of cashmere sweaters. and <laughs> Perfect. But like live in the Caribbean where we don't need cashmere sweaters. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be pointless it's gonna be like the best oxymoron possible extravagant and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like very luxurious but like mm-hmm. combating luxuries you know <laughs> yeah yeah perfect okay. i love that fallback plan it's yeah it's a good fall i think it's like a good plan to get to you know it's not a fallback it's like oh it's the your goal, goal. <laughs> the goal i told you how it was the definitely same goal. his goal <laughs> cashmere sweaters <laughs> I mean, I know how they, I know how they knit up and some soft shit. I know you do, but we live in Canada and we have a lot of use for cashmere. It's true. It's true. It's very soft. Yeah. It's warm. It's very expensive. I know. So if anyone wants to just send me some money to buy some more cashmere, like I will not turn (laughs) you away. My email is. (laughs) I do not get killed. (laughs) We're open to (laughs) e-transfer. I gotta stop making that joke. People are gonna be like, "Hey, it's not funny anymore." <laughs> like, we are not sending you more money. <laughs> oh, it all goes to good use, I swear. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this on release day, which is Wednesday, November twenty fourth, and it's still early in the day, then become a patron. Or if you already are a patron, you better be joining us tonight for our second live bonus episode mm-hmm. for November. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. This, it's my turn this week. Mm-hmm, it is your turn. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be good. I hope. Yours was really good. So now I feel oh, like you thought oh so? yeah yeah. Thanks. So now I gotta like make mine like just as good, or at least like passable. No pressure. Lots of pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. I quit. <laughs> so. Yeah, come and join us. They're honestly really fun. Like we. Yeah. You know, it's fun stuff. Chat with everybody and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great time. It's it's just a little bit of a different. Um, it's different for us and hopefully for the patrons too. Yeah. Than than obviously the regular format. So it it adds a little variety. Just, we're just chilling. We yeah. talk about crime. You can like give your input if you want. You can chat in the little chat box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, though, we have two new evil minions to welcome. Yay! The first one we'd like to shout out is another Aaron. Oh, really? We've got another Aaron. And if everybody listened to our creepy, freaky listener stories, then you're going to know this Aaron as the Aaron who submitted her personal account from Zombieland. Oh, this nice. Aaron. Yes. 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 That was a great story. Yeah. And if I like remember correctly, Aaron, you said that you live down the road now from the statue of Mary there. So 
we're going to enlist you to give us daily updates. That's your duty as a patron now. You have a job. Yeah, if her hands are ever open, you you better be taking a picture of that. Oh, we're going to get daily pictures. Yeah. <laughs> every she day. has to update every day. Like, <laughs> I don't think she realized what she was doing when she joined. Oh, like, gosh, yeah. I know. You see, I told, I've told i said it from it day now, one. Aaron. We give homework. <laughs> I always give homework. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see if the hands ever open. I would like to know as well. Yeah. And then also we're going to come visit one day and you have to take us on a tour. Yes. That's That's the other thing. I don't think she'll be opposed to that. Hopefully not. She's probably going to do the thing that her like crappy ex-boyfriend did and scare us and have the car break down and <laughs> play yeah, a mean Aaron, prank if you pick us. us up in a really old car, I'm, I know what yeah, you're doing. I'll walk. Thank you. <laughs> uh, our second patron that we'd like to shout out is somewhat of a how to not get killed mythical creature, if you will. Let's uh, welcome Jade. To the group of evil minions. (laughs) Yes, you all heard that correctly. It's the same evil wench who abandoned us all. But she she gifted us Haley. So, (laughs) I mean, could it really be that bad? (laughs) She's still part of the family. Yeah. And now officially. Yeah. She is an evil minion. It's the least she could do. Yeah. I think. In my opinion. It's about time. We also have a bone to pick with Jade. Becky found something out this week and she I, texted me I got about some it. dirt and I messaged Haley immediately and I was like, get your pitchfork because <laughs> we have an issue. Jade the other day confidently admitted that she likes Dasani. Gosh, Jade. I know. I mean, and this is when I texted you and I was like, I have so many questions because I, <laughs> because I just want to know, Jade, is it? Is it your favorite bottled water or is it something that you're just like, I'll drink it. Like, I don't, okay, I that's don't a good... think it's a bad taste. I'll drink it, but it's not my favorite. But if she's like, Dasani is my favorite. I'll I mean, only drink it. Yeah. That's questionable. Yeah. But it, <laughs> see, that's a good question. Cause as soon as she said it, like, I just like threw my hands up and walked away. And <laughs> you didn't even give her I like stormed of out of the room. I was very childish <laughs> about it, but <laughs> So oh, I, I do also want to know if it's, yeah, if it's like her preference mm-hmm. water. Find out more information. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need answers. You need answers. We all need answers. Because you yeah. can't just say you like Dasani and like leave it <laughs> at just, that. Like, you can't just say that and just <laughs> mic drop and walk away. That's just like, it's, <laughs> it's not good. It leaves unanswered questions that keep us up at night. Yeah. Like... I, I'm going to lose sleep over this. I have <laughs> lost sleep over this. I Yeah, it's just, right. yeah. Get to work. Get to the bottom of it. I know. We should move on before I get, like, really angry. <laughs> okay. We don't want that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm already, I'm always angry. I think there's, like, 10% anger all the time. <laughs> just always there simmering. It's simmering. Just waiting. It's waiting for the right thing to piss me off. And yeah. then it's like, that's it. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> but, okay, some other things we've got coming up. We have a really, really cool bonus episode planned for everybody, not just patrons only, um, as like a little holiday treat for y'all. Mm-hmm. But you have to wait until December for that one. Yes, it will be a December bonus. But yes. Yes. We are very excited about it. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. It's a good one. Because I, I remember when yeah. we came up with this idea, we were both like, <gasps> and just like, yeah, yeah had that like aha moment of like, how did we not think of this earlier? Yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of yelling. It was good. Yeah. We have fun stuff planned for December. Like we were talking about doing like the live, like, co- like 
making cookies and stuff and yeah we want to do maybe like a live stream on yeah instagram or something and we'll, yeah yeah we we have some goodies planned yeah in the i think it's what in like the next like two or three weeks you're coming you're coming for a sleepover for like recording mm-hmm. for like a whole a whole shebang yeah so we're gonna like we're gonna do lots of stuff mm-hmm. you know like maybe we, that's when we'll finally get on tiktok oh that's a you thing <laughs> i don't have the energy i understand but um even if i figure it out because i will fully admit as a 27 year old person who's a little bit behind on the tiktok like i'm afraid of it i'm very intimidated by it yeah i don't really understand how it works like i've been on it and i see videos and stuff but like yeah i don't know how to make them whatever but even if i figure all that out yeah um i'm I'm gonna need you in some of the videos because it's us you know (laughs) i'll i'll put my body in them perfect i don't know if like mentally and physically i'll actually be like alert yeah but jade always sends me tiktoks and it's funny because she'll like text them to me mm-hmm. because i'm her grandmother so she'll text them to me i have to like open them in safari it'll like load and do all this thing or like sometimes it like won't work and i'll like message me be like i can't see it and she's like oh my god like i can't just fucking download it already so i can like send you funny shit yeah just because that's what i did i i had the app because people would always send them to me so at least when you have the app it'll just open up in the app and it's easier but you don't have to like go on the app okay uh, at all that's what i I just I never went on it, but people yeah. would send them to me, so then I could at least watch them. I should but do that. now I'm trying to go on it more, even though I'm finding myself mm. not sucked in the way people talk about how they're like. My friend the other day was just like going through his phone stats, and it's like you've spent six hours today on TikTok, and I'm like, what the? That's a lot. Oh my god! And it was yeah, That's... like, and he was just like, yeah, like you just get lost in it. And so many people I have can't said imagine that, that but though. I haven't I haven't reached that point yet. And I, I don't never want. I to. don't want to. Yeah. But at the same time, everyone's asking us, like, when are you going to get on TikTok? And I'm like, well, I feel like I need to immerse myself in that world yeah. to fully understand it. Yeah. And and I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid. If anyone can offer me any advice, just please message us. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Jade comes home tonight, probably around the time that we're done recording. We'll tell her she needs to walk us through it. That's yeah. also the I need, least like, she a real, could do. Like Jen Zetter's like a point of view. Yeah. 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 She, yeah it's going to be yeah well so we'll we'll get on there but maybe we'll yeah we'll figure it out by then we can't promise they're gonna be good this is what happens when you make a podcast and you're yeah. like past 25 yeah where it's just like it's just, Fuck, i gotta get on this social media yeah. platform too i still haven't even we still haven't even done a live stream on instagram like no and i feel oh like i have God. a pretty decent grasp on instagram but i'm like there's oh, yeah. more things you can do there's and like i swear to god there's a new update every day like just when i figure out how to like even like post like a story yeah <laughs> they like updated it i'm like are you fu- you changed you moved the button you moved the button how the fuck am now I i'm supposed- lost I, it's just like are we just too old or is it only geared to young people like i don't know i think you just as you get older you you lose that ability to like adapt that quickly to things i i, I see know. like i think i'm a quick learner but like <laughs> i like to think so like, too, i like to think i'm a really quick learner but like this is just not I, I don't I don't get it. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. We'll deal with it. What else? Oh, one more thing to talk about before we jump into this week's case. We just wanted to say like a huge. I wrote huge three times here. Huge, huge, huge. Huge. Mega huge. Colossal. Colossal. What What's another big word? Big. <laughs> <laughs> Monstrous. Yes. That's all I can think of right now. No, Thank fantastic. you. To everyone who's shopped our merch so far. 
Yes, yes, for supporting the website like, launch and the merch launch, which Becky worked so hard on, and it looks amazing. Thank you. Like everything looks unreal, and the website looks awesome. So yeah. like, huge thank you to everyone Thanks. who who just jumped yeah. right in and ordered stuff. I know that it made me so happy. <laughs> even people who just went on and looked at the website, yeah. like it's it, again, it all helps. We appreciate it so much. We're so yeah. excited. It's just it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. It means it means the world to us. Like. It, and it also like quite literally helps keep us running yes yeah so. absolutely it all helps yeah <laughs> becky's been fucking 20 minutes trying to get this mic stand to work today where Is we're it just like falling or something oh, okay no <laughs> i was like don't. <laughs> don't 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 look at it and it's just like you know those things too where we're like one day we can get better ones too and yeah. just make it easier for us but well, the spring exploded off we're gonna have to <laughs> like no pretty soon yeah. we need a few more merch orders guys the spring <laughs> just, just fell off more. today we're losing yeah. a mic stand yeah <laughs> but and these yeah, pop no. filters i say it every time we set them up that they make me so angry that i could I like actually just i feel like it's one of those things where like you'll be having like a really fine day and but you're you're like on that like that needle thread of like one more thing though is going to tip the scale <laughs> you know how like you'll be like i'm managing but if one thing goes wrong, that's when I'm going to be like, holy shit, and just like explode. <laughs> For me, that's the pop filters. Yeah, I know. They feel so delicate. Like it's like one I, movement. And I it's breathed like, on mine goes, wrong once and it moved and I couldn't get it back. And it was just like, <laughs> so. So anyways, guys, you, you were helping us eventually relieve some of these issues and again you guys have more time to you know um to do what matters do more stuff for you guys too yeah and you're making episodes and giveaways yeah it's good and and like this helps it so that i don't have to go to therapy for anger problems (laughs) (laughs) because i'm angry Because the little things like this spring. I know. I know. I, Stop looking at it. Stop I know. You, at well, you pointed it I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Just hopefully it stays it's put. It's in the past now. It's, it's in the past. We're going to leave it in the past. Anyway, thanks, it's, guys. We love so, you all yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like helping support and that. It, just, it keeps us running. And then hopefully one day we can start doing like live shows. That's like the goal. Because I want to like meet goal. all you yeah. people like in person. That would be awesome. Because like you guys are our people. Mm-hmm. Right? yeah drew actually he he the other day was going on about how like if we ever do a live show he has this vision of what he wants us to do to like when we enter the stage it's hilarious we were like crying laughing at like just Is this like, something we're actually gonna do because you shouldn't say it on here we're not gonna do this oh okay okay then say it then say it <laughs> but i know as soon as i say it people are gonna be like do it but like well we'll see okay i can't remember the name of the song it's that one song i think it's by like kid rock where it's like you know that song <laughs> yeah. and it's like really fucking aggressive and like wrestlers come out to that song yeah. so he wants that song to like come on like the speakers but like so loud that it like borderline hurts people's ears oh my gosh, and okay. he wants us to like run out like as if we're like wrestlers and then and just like fucking like run through the aisles but like we're like gonna be like bramming around and then we're gonna like fight and then just be like yeah okay so anyways guys this is how to not get killed and just like so he literally wants us to just like pretend like we're wrestlers and kick the shit out of each other and then i mean it would be a bold move for our very first live show like i'm thinking about That's... like building up the confidence in live shows to even say hello even do that but like <laughs> our first one if we came out i mean it would it would send a message. It would send 
maybe the wrong message. It's also funny because when I listen to like My Favorite Murder and they talk about, well, they they air their live shows. Like you can listen to them on Spotify. They right. just record them. And they'll always like, they, they've started to do this sort of thing where they'll, they'll talk to people in the crowd who happen to listen to the podcast because they're like oh. we know that like your partner dragged you here or your sister or your mother oh, or that's, whoever, that's whatever a good point. and we know that you haven't listened to this so like they give them a little preface about like the the comedy of the podcast too where yeah. they're like we're not making fun of victims like we're not no yeah we're not like laughing at these horrible situations and all that because some people have like just stood up and walked out yeah and they they're just misinterpreting it of course um, and i just it I think about like, because they make a good point. They're like, there's a lot of people in the crowd. We understand that have just never listened to this before. And you're coming as like, it's an event that someone, you know, brought. And realistically, like the person that brought you probably didn't even like explain it to you. They were probably just like, come check this out. I'm envisioning if if we did a live show and there's people who like never listened to the podcast. Exactly my point. Wait, you you said this is a true crime podcast? Yeah. Why are they wearing (laughs) like like, gold shiny underwear (laughs) and running around beating the crap out of each other? Why are they wrestling? Yeah. Like, that's what i think yeah where yeah. i'm just like what could we do to like make people who've never listened to it just think that they're at the wrong show <laughs> okay <laughs> that's actually incredible because they would certainly think they're at the wrong show yeah. like, like, did it, like the banner this says this seat a4 because i think ticket this. says this i i'm pretty sure yeah. but <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be so good that's i think yeah i think that's that's gonna be just like the best thing ever can't wait I think uh, it's mainly the song that he finds like so hilarious. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, we can definitely. Bonk, Jack. I, and I'm like singing it wrong. But yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So I love good. how he like doesn't even, he made our intro theme and he's like, you don't, he doesn't even want us to walk out to our intro theme. No, he's like, screw that. This is what you guys are walking out to. <laughs> the most this is like aggressive song. <laughs> oh man. All right. So. We've got all of our housekeeping out of the way. I feel like that was like 45 minutes. I'm so sorry. It was 18. That was still pretty long. That was, yeah. I think I that know. was like our lengthiest intro. But you know what? I, I actually noticed we do like one lengthy intro and then like two episodes after that, not so much because we well, like- Because we record them all in back. one day. So then it's sort of like- Exactly. You know? So- There's only so much banter we can come up with multiple times in a row in the same day, an yeah. hour apart. Yeah, exactly. So deal with it. Yeah. And it's all like your relevant intro for the yeah. next few weeks. So anyways, back to our intro. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're covering quote unquote, the giggling nanny, AKA nanny Doss. Ooh. She has like a long list of other names too. Um, but we'll probably find another one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Cause I like, I don't really care for her nicknames. Like, some of them are the Jolly Widow or the Black Widow. These are because, like, I guess, like, her actual, like, personality, she has, like, a pretty, like, jolly disposition. And I guess she's, like, always giggling and always, like, laughing and seems very, like, hee hee hee. Like, it's creepy. Very creepy. It's creepy when, like, it's not creepy if you're just a regular person. Yeah. I feel like it's still kind of creepy. Yeah. A little bit. But that's me. Because, again, I, I have, like, my suspicions about everything. Someone will smile at me. I'll be like, where's the body? <laughs> what'd you do <laughs> but yeah all right well we'll we'll find another name yeah. for her i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna so but before i jump into like the case i want to i want to read out one of um, nanny's recipes for everyone um oh, okay I, I will do a little disclaimer don't actually make this recipe okay don't do it 
but it's written by Nanny Doss. It's for Nanny's apple and prune pie. First, you're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Easy enough. Here's your list of ingredients. One cup of water, one cup of flour, half a cup of butter, three eggs, a pinch of sugar, four apples sliced, one cup of dried prunes, a dash of granulated sugar, and last but not least, five tablespoons of rat poison. Oh. The instructions. <laughs> the instructions are uh, bring water to a boil with the butter and sugar. Once boiled, stir in flour. Over low heat, continue to stir until able to form doughy ball. Mix egg mixture into dough until ball is smooth. This is just like her writing. I, I... Mm -hmm. yeah. Grease a nine-inch pie tin. Roll out the pastry like the ball, uh, lining the bottom and the sides of the pan with the pastry dough, and then clip off the extras. You'll put those on top after. Of course. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that. Mm -hmm. No waste. Exactly. No waste. <laughs> Add apple slices and prunes in hearty layers. It's best if you soak the prunes in rat poison overnight. Generic hardware, hardware store variety will do quite well. Oh, after yeah, you got to get that essence of rat poison like, yeah. really in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and mm -hmm. she even has like, you know, a, a trick of really concealing the flavor as well. So oh. after spreading apples and prunes into the shell, pour the lethal juice of the marinated prunes over the apple and prune contents. Oh, I see. But the juice adds extra flavor and conceals the taste of rat poison. So she can guarantee that this pie is not going to taste like poison. So I, I cut the part out, but she had a line where it said, and this is what got me wondering is, did she taste it herself? Because she said, if, if you can still taste rat poison, add more sugar. Who in their fucking right mind would taste test that and be like, needs a little bit more sugar? Because <laughs> not enough poison. Not, <laughs> I mean... She might have though. Like I wonder if she I wonder if she was like, Oh, I know it takes this much to kill somebody, so if I just have a little taste, like it's not gonna do I might True. just have some indigestion later. I might just like have the shits like <laughs> I might just vomit like once. Once and then I won't die. I might develop an ulcer, but I'll be okay. Worth the risk to taste <laughs> it's worth the risk as long as everybody's dead. <laughs> so after you know you conceal your taste of rat poison with you know the extra sugar and the juice and all that fun stuff you cover the pie with the leftover dough and you cook it in the oven for 45 minutes and then you, you do you top the pie with a little bit of granulated sugar <laughs> when I, I thought you were gonna say you top it with a little bit more poison <laughs> No, because then that you would taste that you right would totally away. Taste that, and I was really like, "Well, no, the just granulated sugar." So it gets like you know those big pieces of sugar you see on like muffins and stuff. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. And then voila, you're ready to murder your husband. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That that'll do it. That'll do, Donkey. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> All jokes aside, obviously, do not make that recipe. Also, I'm not even entirely positive if this is like an accurate recapture of one of her handwritten recipes. It's claimed to be directly by her. Okay. Who the fuck knows? But now we can get into the like real story. Does the story involve a pie or no? That's just something that... It involves rat poison. Okay. But... Okay, fair enough. The details... I don't know who she gave pie to, mm. but like she gives poison to people. Okay. Spoiler okay. alert. 
people die by rat poison. Yeah. He was spoiled from the last ingredient on that recipe (laughs) list anyways. Imagine if I said that and then we just went into like a completely different story that involved no rat poison. People would be like, what the fuck was the pie? They'd be like, what the fuck? Does Becky make that? (laughs) Is that her recipe? (laughs) What happened to Drew? (laughs) We haven't heard from Drew in a while. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Drew's fine, guys. Don't worry. He's he's in a freezer in the basement. (laughs) I'm so kidding. <laughs> I feel obligated to say I'm kidding because I know that there's go- always going to be one person that doesn't understand that I'm joking, and they're I'm gonna have like the cops called on me or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like no, she said it. You can listen to it on it's right Spotify. here. She she like confessed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nanny Doss was born on November fourth in 1905 as Nanny Hazel in Blue Mountain, Alabama. I actually remembered where. You know, a location for once. Mm. I wrote that down. I'm really <laughs> proud, so of proud of myself. so proud of yourself. Because <laughs> normally I'm just like somewhere in America. Yeah. <laughs> or like just somewhere in the world. I don't know. <laughs> Her parents were uh, James and Lou Hazel. Nanny had four siblings, one brother and three sisters. It was pretty known among the family that both Nanny and her mother Lou hated James, the father. He was apparently really strict and extremely controlling. And James often made the kids skip school and stay home to like help work on the family farm, okay. which caused Nanny to obviously be a pretty poor student. She wasn't able to read that well and didn't have the best grades or anything like that, which like, that's kind of sad. Like I've, I've heard that a lot, especially in like the older cases where kids are pulled out of school to help out with the family farm and all that kind yeah. of stuff. In 1905, I feel like that's probably not like, I, it wasn't that uncommon. Yeah. Which, and that's, that's the thing is like, I'm sure that's normal, especially for like some families who like really do need the help and like, that's okay. It does definitely suck that the kid like can't get an education. But every time like I hear this kind of thing, it's always a scenario where not only are they pulled out of school, but they're also like taken away from education where they're staying at home in like a really toxic family environment. Not yeah. just like, hey, stay home from school with the loving family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and let's all be cheery and happy. It's usually like, you know, the opposite of that where it's like you're staying home from school we're also going to treat you like shit and yell at you and be horrible parents that was nanny's case i I think her mom was relatively okay with her like i think they had like a pretty decent relationship um for the most part it was more so like james that you know just wasn't like a healthy father-daughter relationship or really to anyone in the household Um, regardless, she's taken out of school and, you know, what could have been like a positive social setting, she's learning bad habits from her parents. Right. So, you know, it would be great if her parents could have been good role models, but not the case. So James was really strict, um, which also wasn't really that shocking for the time too. Like that's another thing where it's like, that was normal back then. Like the strict disciplinarian, the like mother who does all the like housework and stuff. But he kind of like took a little bit extra for Nanny and her sisters. Um, He refused and forbade the girls from wearing like makeup or anything fancy, girly, any clothing like that, where it was like almost like gender identifying Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you're going to dress like this and you're going to like hide essentially. Um, he didn't want them looking. I tried to write provocative, but I wrote proactive. Um, <laughs> no proactiveness in this family. None no. whatsoever. 
Um, he didn't let them go to school dances or basically really any social events that had boys or kind of just anything along those lines. His reasoning for this was to avoid the girls being molested by men. Which, yeah, unfortunately ended up happening anyways. Because as we know now today that the only way to prevent molestation and sexual assault is to teach people to not sexually assault people. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to prevent sexual assault Yeah, is to not sexually assault people. Mm-hmm. Not by telling people what to wear and what not to wear. Yeah. Or how to avoid being a target or yeah. whatever because it's no. not their fault. No, just don't sexually assault people. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> Uh, But unfortunately, it's noted that before she even got close to her middle teens, she had been molested by several local men. Oh my gosh. There isn't too much detail on these accounts. It's just noted that her and her sisters were molested by several men. Like, I'm wondering how, like if he didn't let them go anywhere, like were they family members? I have no idea. so unsettling. The details on like that is very vague. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe the girls like had snuck out and gone to some parties and found themselves in situations. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah, it's possible. But like it said local men. So I'm wondering if it was maybe like neighbors, maybe yeah. family members. I have no idea. It doesn't say. Like mm-hmm. everything I looked up, it was like, no, they were just molested. Like I don't know by who and it wasn't by their father it nothing it said that. that it doesn't like it doesn't even imply that so right yeah that's interesting yeah Ugh. so something that nanny was like famously known for in her childhood and it comes back throughout all of her life is her serious love of like romance novels and magazines so she was often caught like snagging her mom's romance books and reading them, dreaming up like little fantasies. Um, she kind of goes on for the rest of her life trying to reach the whole like ideal love fantasy, like find your soulmate, your perfect husband and and have the perfect life. And that was her dream. Like she was very much like a, a romance person, like I want to find my soulmate and mm-hmm. be happy with my dream person. Yeah, which is very sweet. It's very sweet. And but it's it's very idealistic i guess it is yeah and sometimes i like i'm also the kind of person like if that's your goal you likely won't find it but that's me just not a fairy tale like it isn't like if if your goal is to have a fairy tale life chances are it's not going to be a fairy tale life if you if your goals are a little bit more specific you might have that fairy tale life Mm -hmm. but if you're like i just want everything to be like perfect and have that dreamy like picture perfect life you're not gonna get that you're not gonna get that you got to put the work in to get that and you know, and life just won't it be just perfect anyway. Yeah, yeah. Life, even if when your life is quote unquote perfect, it still isn't ever really perfect. God, no, no. <laughs> like, so, but anyways, let's move forward. That it's a keynote that we just gotta mm-hmm. keep putting on the mm-hmm. back of our mind. One particular in her event, uh, one sorry, one particular event in her childhood is yup, you guessed it. It's going straight on my spreadsheet. Spoiler alert: head trauma. Oh, she had head trauma? Yes. Oh. So, the whole fam damley was headed to visit some extended family in southern Alabama by train when Nanny was about seven years old. The train had apparently at one point stopped extremely suddenly. It launched Nanny forward, and she smacked her head on this big, like, metal bar that was on the seat in front of her. And after this event, she had suffered for years with severe headaches, frequent blackouts, and depression. 
she goes on to for the rest of her life note noting like her headaches and blackouts and everything and blaming her mental instability on this incident right so yeah the blackouts are big red flag too. sus they're suspicious yeah yeah <laughs> but it is head trauma yeah and we in know in combination with molestation yeah so at like roughly seven at like, a young age yeah yeah yes. and you're also not being educated at school you're staying home doing manual labor and mm-hmm. your dad's very strict disciplinarian very, like yeah, you have a very parent. toxic relationship with him like it's not a good overall setting no so but other than that there wasn't anything super huge to note from her early childhood okay but let's flash forward to when nanny's 16 years old okay which isn't that far off from her head trauma and other stuff but this is the year she got married for the first time i'm i'm super unsure of whether or not this was normal for that time it was it was yeah Okay, because I put a note in because I was like, I didn't, that wasn't something I had time to research where I was like, that could have been normal. So I didn't want to be all like judgmental. Yeah, no, I can almost confidently say that like, yeah, by 16, 17, like 18, like pretty much by 20, you were like an old maid. Okay. Sort of thing. I I knew it was like 18, chances are you were probably already married, but I was like gradually kind of got older as time went on. But yes, I don't think it would have been viewed as, because she was born in 1905. So this would have been... 19 like 21 yeah i guess yes i no i don't think that would have been abnormal especially in okay. alabama i think is yeah where you, yeah so just because again like yeah like pretty much from the time that you like got your period yeah you were, like ready to rock and roll then that's all you were good for yeah right? especially so, back then it was very like yeah. traditional <laughs> it's yeah. like you're just made to have children yeah. so as soon as you can you marry off and then yeah. go and do your thing and and that yeah. also feeds into her image of i want to like have a spouse and a family and of picture course perfect. oh yeah so, if that's what she wanted too then it is what she wanted yeah so Okay, now that we cleared up what I was unsure about, because I literally wrote that in there. Um, Nanny worked at the local linen thread factory. This is where she met Charlie Braggs, her future husband. Um, They dated for about four months before getting married. Again, I also don't know if that was, like, normal, but, like... I don't know. Yeah, I can't speak to that. I don't know what the typical, like, like, boarding period would have been for... Because, like, I feel like in this then. day and age, it's anywhere from a couple of months to, like, multiple years. It could be anything. It yeah. could be anything. It could be, like, now. 10 years. It could be, like, 10 weeks. Like, yeah. yeah just, like, we've seen it all. Yeah. Like, so, that's why I was like, I have no idea. Like, that's not something I know. Like, I was just watching an episode of Sex and the City last night when, like, Miranda has a friend come and visit. And she, like, offers to have him stay with her. And then he's, like, cute and successful and everything. So, she's kind of like, oh, yeah, you can come and stay with me. Ooh. And then he meets her decorator. And they just like, it's like love at first sight and they like fall in love. And then like the week, he's only there for a week. And at the end of the week, they announce that they're engaged and they're getting married. Oh, that's so stressful. And she's like, what the fuck? And it's so funny because it's just like, yeah, but like, it's crazy. It's like a, yeah. like a Ross and Emily thing, right? And friends, like yeah. you've seen that in media, but it happens. And that's know? the thing is like, I know, I know it does happen successfully, but like you just only ever hear about the catastrophe ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm always just like, yeah, are they usually just catastrophes? Because like you only hear about those ones. You never hear about the ones that work. So yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows anyone that's like gotten married after like three days, hit me up. I want to hear if it's working out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want, I, I'm going to make another spreadsheet. Perfect. <laughs> I'm not, I have too many spreadsheets. I got to really like narrow it down. 
So Charlie was an only child. And after Nanny and Charlie got married and moved in together, Charlie's mom had also moved in as well. Um, because she wasn't married and she was on her own. She needed a little bit of support. Okay. Um, Nanny had claimed that Charlie's mom had taken up most of Charlie's attention and time and left none for Nanny. However, Charlie and Nanny quickly started having kids, like almost immediately. Okay. They went on to have four daughters together over a four-year period between 1923 and 1927. Okay. Now, obviously having just one child is extremely stressful, but four all under the age of four was probably not a walk in the park. I can't imagine. Yeah, it sounds chaotic. Because it would be like, boom, boom, boom. Like, sounds like your house today with like yeah, all the all dogs. The dogs. <laughs> just like, I, there's like a puppy. There's like four dogs. It, and it's just cats, like a whole like, kennel here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, but children. Yes. So <laughs> stressful. <laughs> yeah. And also like that plus shocker, their marriage wasn't the beautiful romantic fairy tale Nanny had always dreamt of. Yeah. Could have seen that one coming, I, I guess. Know. But I know. I just wish. I wish you were just like, no, they lived happily ever after. That's the end of it. Bye. See, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I like forget that it's like true crime and I'll be like telling a story and I'm like, how do I make this nice though? Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's really you no can't. way. You like um, it, it always starts no. out really like hopeful and then it's like, but then everybody dies. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh, we should do something a little nicer maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, their marriage wasn't beautiful and romantic and mm-hmm. dreamy and all that um they were both unfaithful and often cheated on one another mm-hmm. charlie would disappear for days weeks on end and nanny had begun drinking pretty heavily and she also became addicted to cigarettes again that's also pretty normal for the time. yeah very like, normal but yeah. everything i read it was like noted that she was addicted and it was like oh it doesn't really come so back she smoked she smoked <laughs> yeah like i know it's an addiction but i like, know but everything i read it was like really punching that it was an addiction she was, was like addicted. and i was like okay yeah i can think of like 10 people i know that are addicted to cigarettes yeah. like but also smoking's bad guys don't do it <laughs> don't do it psa psa guys so in 1927, this would make Nanny about 22. Nanny and Charlie had lost two of their daughters, their two middle daughters, to what was deemed uh, food poisoning. Charlie had suspected Nanny of killing them. Ooh. But at the time, she never said she did, and I don't think he ever actually like asked her or accused her. Had she made any pies recently? It didn't say... And Charlie didn't say, mm-hmm. but she had, he had his like suspicions and he does, he did go on to note that forever that he had always suspected her of like some kind of foul play. Okay. So out of fear, he fled and took their oldest daughter, Melvina with him and they le- and he left his youngest daughter, Florine. Oh my God. I think. I, I, I wrote that I wasn't sure if like leaving Florine behind was like intentional or if he'd like just panicked and like grabbed who he could. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I'm just it's so confusing to me. It's just like, I'm going to take my favorite and I'll I, leave the I know. other one. And, like, and that's the thing with like these older stories. That's all I can stories. assume is that he had a favorite. Otherwise, uh, yes. like, you would assume that the the younger one maybe needs more protection than the older one. Like, I don't know. It was very confusing. Strange. Or maybe he Weird thought move, like- Charlie. You know, well, she killed two. Like, if she wanted to kill them all, she could. I don't know if that was, like, his logic. But so anyways, he, he left. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was just, like, a 
poorly thought out decision or not but what was the oldest daughter's name again uh melvina i feel like those are both really pretty names. i know they're beautiful names they're they really are (laughs) they're beautiful names um so but while all this was happening charlie's mom was also ill and then shortly after this whole like kerfuffle she had passed away now nothing's ever really said about charlie's mom's passing about it being related to nanny at all because mm-hmm. later nanny does her confessions if you will um and and she wasn't on the list of confessions so she might have just died of like some sort of health complication oh, yeah. or like old age because again i couldn't find her age or anything like that it's just because the older cases it's hard to find a lot of the like birthdays and stuff like yeah, that and... yeah information on like all the secondary people yeah involved. and there's a lot of secondary people yeah. in this entire case so so Charlie actually came back after about a year with Melvina and he had begun dating another woman. He came to divorce Nanny so that he could mm. be with this other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he left Melvina with her, which he just traded her in. Yeah. But like, I got a bone to pick Charlie because like, first of all, you only <laughs> took a couple <laughs> and I'm not blaming him because you know, he's just as much a victim here because he did lose two of his infants yeah but like you you have your suspicions that your wife murdered them yeah you only take one child out of the picture mm-hmm. just to return a year later to give her the child back yeah like what was the point of that what well, exactly like i don't get it but honestly this sounds harsh but this was like a hundred years ago okay true maybe the mentality for him which i don't agree with but maybe he was just thinking like i've met someone else now i can just have kids more kids with her and create like a whole new family yeah i'll just divorce nanny i'll leave my other kids behind and i'll just like make a new family Mm -hmm. and and again that's cold-hearted but he might just be thinking that yeah And, and it is like i don't know in in history often easier for men to completely remove themselves yeah from family scenarios yeah and again like they can just they can father children at whatever age it doesn't really matter right as long as your wife is young enough to have a bunch of kids yeah i don't know if his new wife was again zero information on her but the the possibility is likely like i'm assuming he wasn't running off with someone who's like 45 so that that easily could have been his first thought. It was just like, oh, I'll just I'm start, start over. over. Yeah. Like this Which is clearly clocked, was a bust. Like, I just wouldn't put it past like a man a hundred years ago. Yeah. Just be like, oh, my whole sole purpose is just to spawn a bunch of children. Yeah. So. so yeah, we don't hear a lot about Charlie later on, but he did consistently claim that he left her because he was scared of her and what he thought she was capable of. Again, maybe don't leave your children with her then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, anyways he got himself out i guess that's all that I guess mattered that's to him <laughs> maybe he was just worried about himself and he was like ah whatever like these kids are gonna slow me down <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna slow me down <laughs> oh god uh so nanny had at that point went back to live with her mother and brought her two daughters Melvina and florine along with her nanny had continued loving romance novels she often read over the lonely hearts column in the newspaper and would often respond to like the adverts in them, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which again, I think was like normal for the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that was very normal. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Tinder. It was like the original Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. You just put out your column, say what you're looking for. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're off. <laughs> you're just off. It's like plenty of fish. There you go. It's like a blind date every time. I don't think they, yeah. they submitted pictures. But even like... No, probably not. No. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. No. But I feel like... <laughs> even like, riveting. You just, like, you're so exciting. <laughs> but I feel like even Tinder, like you can look at someone's like 45 pictures and you still have no idea what the fuck you're going to get. No, that's true. Especially <laughs> like, when it's like the, pic- the one... Group the, picture, group the profiles, picture. Group yeah, picture. where it's like there's eight people in that picture, there's 12 people in that picture, there's four people in that picture. I'm like, I Process of elimination, it could be any of you. Don't <laughs> like, know. I'm just yeah. going to pick the ugliest one and assume that it's you. So I'm just going to swipe left. <laughs> just the a tip ug- out there for that's any actually, dudes that is actually really smart to just pick the ugliest one and be like that's well, gotta the be the ugliest it. one in the pictures is still cute then i'm like whatever okay but, you know yeah <laughs> what's your what's your pro tip to guys i need to hear this it, don't do that don't yeah don't have six pictures of like you and your bros yeah have at least just one photo yes of just you so that the girl knows at that, least like, one which one you are yeah or if you look like Shrek, yeah, stick with the group pictures and get all your like most attractive buddies around. <laughs> but you don't want to do that. But then, you, but you know, you know, someone's going to fall for it and be like, well, it could be the hottest one in that picture. Right? I know, but do you want to, do you want to like semi catfish someone like that? But it, like you're desperate and you want to make it work. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That's, I don't know. Also, I guess it hasn't gotten easier since 1920. No, I feel like it's gotten harder. At least like with this, you just put exactly in the ad, like, this is me. I'm putting myself on the line. I will show up. Take me as I am. To old Timothy Hortons and we will sit down and have our coffee. Timothy Hortons. Uh, Isn't that what they went by back then? Yeah, it's got more casual as the time went on. Now it's Tim. It's all Tim's. Yeah. Um, yep. So there was one post that had really intrigued her, which leads us to her second marriage. Okay. Frank Harrelson or Harrelson. I'm going to say Harrelson. Okay. He was a 23 year old. Um, he was a factory worker from Jacksonville. Um, and he would send nanny like romantic poetry after she had responded to his, uh, like initial post in the lonely hearts column. She sent him a cake. And boom, they were basically married. Damn, that must have been a good cake. <laughs> it didn't say if there was any poison in the cake. I'm, I'm willing to bet there wasn't. I know, because you got to lure them in somehow. Cause, yeah, she's probably like, it's going to taste better with no poison. So I'll exactly. give it my best. I'll like, all the extra Get butter and sugar. Yeah. Hook them. And then I'll start making boom, the poison, poison pies. Yeah. 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 Also, I don't know if this is just my fat ass talking, but if someone sends me a cake, I'll marry them too. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I'm like, wow, what a great <laughs> If I opened my present. box and there was just like fresh cake with thick frosting especially like a cake that i like yeah i'd be like give me their name and address like oh yeah like i've never related to anything yeah. more than the cheesecake episode of friends where they're like eating it off the floor and i'm like cheesecake is my favorite oh, i eat yeah. it off of a floor i would for sure like yeah for sure i, I like and i wouldn't even think twice about it no like, <laughs> No, no, I, I see. I'm Joey, where I already have a fork in my pocket, like at, <laughs> yeah. at all times, ready. <laughs> the best. Uh, but okay, so they had met in person in 1929. This is just two years after her divorce from her divorce from Charlie. Okay, this would make Nanny about 24 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she's old by early 19. She's like standards. walking around with her walker and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, by by like that time standards, yeah. Yeah, it, she's old. Yeah. <laughs> I like even thinking about like a 24 year old now. I'm like, it's, it's so young. It's strange, yeah, like, to think about. But back then, yeah, she would have been like an old Yeah, she would have been woman, an old hag. Geriatric. <laughs> geriatric. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so they got married and Nanny had moved in with Frank and her. she brought her two daughters. Um, and she very, very quickly and early on in their marriage learned that Frank was a serious alcoholic and had a criminal record for assault. Ooh. But they continued on their marriage and it lasted for a total of 16 years, which wow. is a really long time. Okay. To also be married to an alcoholic who's known for violence and assault and pretty rough. So in 1943, Melvina, which is Nanny's oldest uh, daughter had given birth to a baby so this story here is the one that like is extremely confusing okay because it's told in so many different ways like in all of the research i could find so this is me piecing together all of the different stories and making it make the most logical sense with what they're trying to get across okay i understand so Melvina had given birth to a baby. This baby only survived a few hours. Nanny was at the hospital to help Melvina through the whole birth because apparently it was like extremely hard on Melvina because she was really small. Um, The doctors were unable to figure out the cause of the baby's death. But Melvina, even though she was like exhausted and groggy after like a really long labor, um, she claims that she saw Nanny stick a pin into the baby's head. They chalked her claiming that up to her being like on, um, what was it, Uh, ether or something? Like one of the drugs that they used back then. Yeah, like one of the anesthetics. Yes. Um, And also just like being extremely exhausted and just said you were dreaming, like you were sleeping, like she didn't poke your baby's head. It sounds like a very strange thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Then later on, Mosey, which is the father of the baby... And Florine, which is Melvina's sister, they claimed that when Nanny came out to announce the death of the baby, holding the baby, that they noticed Nanny was also holding a pin. Oh. So it kind of corroborates Melvina's story. Yeah, definitely. But, like, there was was no... It just seems like such a bizarre thing to claim that I can see why they just passed it off as, like... yes. You're and, just tired and exhausted and all loopy. Exactly. And and the doctors, like, had no idea what caused the baby's death. Like, they, they mm. just kind of were stumped themselves. Um, so this obviously caused Melvina and Mosey to drift apart. They did have um, another child together. This was, like, the confusing part is it was stated in, like, all of the stories that I had, like, read trying to gather my information they talked about the previous child and then said, oh, and then he died. But then it would be like, but the baby was a girl and the baby was the one that died. But Robert, her first child lived. That was the confusing part. About like they had a child that died. They had a child that lived, but you yes. don't know what order it came in. Yes. Okay. I see. So with this story, the only takeaway for right now is that there's another surviving child that belongs to Melvina. And, and Mose, Mosby? Mosey. 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 <laughs> These names are just so cool. 
So <laughs> they drifted apart and Melvina started dating a soldier. Nanny didn't like this new person that Melvina was dating. Okay. Um, so Why one, was he like a super good guy? And she probably, was like, not about it. Probably. <laughs> but I also don't know anything about Mosey either. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, there was like, I couldn't find a goddamn thing about him. I, I don't even think, oh, his last name was Haynes. That's it. That's like okay. all I could find about him. Fair enough. So anyways, he's out of the picture now. Um, so Nanny and Melvina had begun fighting because of this new boyfriend. Um, so Melvina had gone to visit her father and which is Charlie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to keep my storyline. I'm like checking. I'm like, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people, so many marriages, so many husbands. It's just, oh my goodness. Okay. So. She went to visit her father and left her eldest son, which is the surviving child, um, with Nanny to care for her while she was away. Um, her eldest son was Robert Haynes and was only two years old. While Melvina was away visiting Charlie, Robert had died mysteriously on July 7th, 1945. God, another one. Yeah. So his cause of death was determined to be asphyxia from unknown causes. Two months after Robert's death, Nanny had collected $500 in life insurance that she had taken out on Robert. That's highly suspicious. Highly suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> so as you can see, there's kind of a trend starting where people who come into contact with Nanny just sort of become ill and poof, they die. So let's truck along here. <laughs> Nanny and Frank are still chilling in their super unhappy and unloving marriage. Right. Her grandson has mysteriously died in her care. Just recapping. <laughs> Two of her own children have mysteriously died as well. And it's now 1945, which okay. is making Nanny about 40 at this point. Right, yeah. It was the end of World War II. And Frank, who was now Nanny's second husband, had gone out to celebrate like most people apparently did. However, he did it, I guess, like really hardcore, considering he was a known alcoholic. So he went out mega partied, just like had a fucking rip roaring time. Um, and he drank extremely heavily. Once he got back home, unfortunately, he raped Nanny. Oh, gosh. Which obviously Nanny was pretty fucking livid about rightfully so but mm -hmm. what happens next probably could have been handled differently in my opinion but i've never murdered anybody so I'm just gonna leave that there the next day rolls around nanny's outside tending to her rose garden and she's like still obviously like really upset about like what had happened the night before yeah while she's tending to the garden she finds frank's whiskey jar buried in the ground it kind of sounded like Frank tried to hide some of his more extreme drinking habits. So he would like hide bottles around and like okay. try to try to not get caught kind of thing. So when she found this, she decided that the rape from the night prior was her final straw with Frank. So she took the whiskey jar, opened it, topped it off with rat poison and put it back in the same spot. Oh, I see. Frank died an extremely painful death that night. At the time, no one suspected Nanny of doing anything to him particularly. It kind of just seemed like people related his death more to his heavy drinking. Yeah, like he just drank himself to death. That's what people thought. Yeah. So she kind of just like packed her shit and moved on to the next. 
kind of just, you know, carried on. Back to the Lonely Hearts Club. Quite literally. <laughs> oh. Y- yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is where she, like, finds all of her prospects. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it's a, girls it got to eat. <laughs> works for her the first time. Right? But did it, though? Did it really work? No. Like, I wouldn't call it a successful marriage, but... Oh, she got yeah. married. If her goal was to get married out of it, but she, she wanted did. to be happy with it too. God, but you I, can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. That's you can't awful. send him a cake and eat it too. <laughs> you can't like you know make him a rat poison filled pie and eat it. <laughs> so, Nanny has now met her third husband while she was traveling through Lexington, North Carolina. His name was Arlie Lanning. So she's got like a Charlie, a Frank, an Arlie. <laughs> I didn't even think about the Charlie and the Arlie. I know. I, <laughs> I had to like write their names in like consecutive order later on. And I was just like, Charlie, Arlie, <laughs> just like fire them out. <laughs> so Nanny and Arlie had married within three days of meeting one another Ooh. through yet another Lonely Hearts column. Now, I'm not entirely sure about the time span between Frank's death and her meeting and marrying Arlie. So I don't know how long of a window was in between. If that... Safe to assume it was probably swift. That's what I wrote right here. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm going to say it was pretty close together, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that would We're going to assume. Guess. We're going to assume it was like yeah. a, a half a day. It was like 10 <laughs> minutes. She was like, well, my husband's like still warm over there. But like, like hadn't even had his funeral yet. <laughs> yeah. and she's like already married. Yeah. So even though there were a lot of personality similarities between Frank, Charlie, and Arlie, this time it was Nanny who would just disappear for months on end. There's no notes of what she was doing during those times. She just kind of went out on her own benders. But since she also was unfaithful during her first marriage, for sure, it's kind of also safe to assume she was out being unfaithful during her other marriages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's safe to assume. Arlie was also an alcoholic and a severe ladies' man, much like Frank. But when Nanny was home, she played the serious role of a doting and loving housewife who took care of everything. Arlie had one day died randomly of what was ruled as heart failure. Although it seemed really surprising to people that knew Arlie in town, like everyone was pretty shocked by his like sudden passing of heart failure. Right. Um... It's, it's noted that basically the entire town had showed up to his funeral and offered extreme amounts of support to Nanny through that difficult time. Wow. But at the time, nothing was really known about Nanny's involvement or anything like that. Shortly after his death, like I think it was like a matter of days, um, the house that the two of them had lived in mysteriously burnt down. What? Mm-hmm. Just mysteriously. What could be the purpose of oh oh, you're asking for a purpose (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) the house was listed in arlie's will to go to his sister if he ever passed oh (laughs) but because of the way things were written in their insurance and she was his wife this fire when it had happened the insurance money went to nanny and she quickly, very quickly, deposited the money. I'm sure she did. Oh my gosh. If I yeah. can't have it, nobody can. Exactly. <laughs> so she stuck around for a few days after this. But as soon as Arlie's elderly mother died in her sleep, 
literally just a few days after all of this has ha has happened, Nanny then fled town. There was no suspicion around Arlie's mother. Okay. Just but there was no suspicion around Arlie's death either. No. Involving the only her. mysterious thing that was listed as like, this is strange, is the house burning it's, down. Yeah. Because you can pretty confidently piece that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But again, people are, at the time they were thinking like, poor nanny. Yeah, I guess so. Like the locals Gosh. were just like, this is really shitty for her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which like i mean yeah if you if you don't suspect her of murder yeah that's you'd be like wow that's natural. a lot you're like your husband died your mother-in-law your house burnt down like the fuck are you gonna do you know so she fled town after all of that and wound up at her sister's house who was named dovey very interesting names in this case nanny and dovey nanny and dovey nanny is short for nancy oh uh, okay but like never once is she referred to as nancy yeah though well, some people just have that nickname where it's yeah. like it just becomes their name right yeah so dovey was apparently bedridden upon her arrival like i think dovey was one of her elder sisters so i think she just like had some pre-existing health concerns i wasn't entirely able to find out exactly what it was that caused her to be bedridden but shortly after nanny arrived dovey had passed away as well what the there's just nobody that's nobody's around linking her these things consistently enough to be able to link all of these things no no one's around consistently enough that's the thing and like i if you're if you haven't noticed she's like going in between different states and stuff too yeah yeah so, and that's the thing like there's no way for anyone to know but it like but when you lay it all out like this like it's so obvious yeah like when you when you line this up it's yeah. like here we are like really you didn't <laughs> suspect a thing yeah but, but again, there's no one there to link it all no right no one that's exactly been with her and seen all of these yeah. people die around her no and like the only person that might be like oh this is kind of weird might be like her parents or something if she keeps in like close contact with them or even like her daughters but like yeah even they have like their own lives maybe they aren't really paying attention and like i i, I don't know i don't know Bet you if you ask Charlie, he has a theory. Well, and that's that's my next sentence here is like right now, no one's really catching on to her trail of death, but it seemed like the only person that ever suspected her of being able to harm anyone was Charlie. Yeah. And he would only be able to piece it together if he was keeping up on her life. like Which, and it sounds like he just kind of fucked right off because he wanted yeah. to get as far away from her as possible. So he probably like doesn't yeah. realize that she's like marrying these people and they're dying and then her sister yeah. and then... And like I said at the beginning, like she's known as the giggling nanny because she had like a really friendly disposition about her. Yeah. She was always laughing, always smiling, always very friendly, always very bubbly. And that was just her personality. Yeah. Which so is distracting. It, it would be very distracting to think like, oh, well, this person who's just like this like sweet lady she sounds like her life is horrible. Like she, she's so nice and laughing all the time. She doesn't deserve this. You know what I mean? Like you would probably think that if you met her for yeah, or just, you know, randomly. But anyways, now nanny's back out on the prowl again. She joined a club called the diamond circle club. I think it was just like a, a club for like people seeking other people kind of thing. Okay. Like a singles. Uh, yeah. Like club? a singles group thing. And she, it says that she was looking for another husband. 
Um, again, her ultimate goal in life is to find the perfect husband, not just like any old husband, like the perfect, most picture, perfect love story relationship. She met a man named Richard Morton from Emporia, Kansas. Now, Richard didn't have a drinking problem, which was unlike her previous husband's, but he was, however, a serious ladies man, as were all of the previous men. Okay. He was always out flirting and always being like suspected of messing around and whatnot. And um, so Nanny's mother, Lou, she actually ended up moving in with the pair of them, like just because she was like getting older and needed more help and support from Nanny which I don't understand why there was like so many other siblings to like probably go shack up with. Well, I guess Dovey's passed Dovey, away now. Yeah. I was like, well, she's, she's got two other sisters and a brother, but we don't really hear about those siblings at all. Yeah. Unfortunately. Wouldn't but... have been surprised if Nanny went and killed all of them too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Lou moves in. Um, but almost as soon as Lou moved in, Nanny poisoned her, which she later confesses to. Oh, but I don't think at the time of Lou's death that Richard had suspected anything in relation to like foul play. I think he just thought that Lou was old and it was just a coincidence. Like the move was too much for her kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's possible. But she later confesses to poisoning her mother. Oh gosh. So just a short three months after Lou's death, um, Nanny poisoned Richard too. And he passed away. And she very quickly fled. I'm not sure if she wound up taking out life insurance on either of them like she had in the past. Right. But now she's back out on the prowl again. Her like, her reasoning, if you will, for Richard's death is just him being a ladies man. And just fooling around on her all the time. Mm-hmm. See, I'm curious about the life insurance thing because if she's gotten money from some of these deaths then Mm -hmm. there's a financial gain like there's another motive but if it's like you're not getting anything from this aside from like the satisfaction of killing these people like you are again that's then then that is her main motivation it's just like she likes to kill people yeah so it's curious in a way yeah like because with the house like again we know she got a financial yes from that and then with the grandson, she got financial gain from that yes. as well. Like, yeah. But if she's not doing this with everybody, no. then her motivation is merely just to kill people. Yeah. And like, you know, if in her head she's justifying things as like, oh, well, he ruined my picture perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's like a revenge thing. Yeah. But it's like, mm, kind of just sounds like you enjoy killing. But yeah, that's what it sounds like to <laughs> me. So her fifth marriage, I believe this is her last marriage. Let's Five see. Five marriages. Jesus. And like none of them We haven't really... even been married once. I know. <laughs> God. But like after that first one, we got to just start firing out some pies. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh God. So Nanny meets a man named Samuel Doss. This is when she changed her last name finally. He's from Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. I feel like I never can say Tulsa. 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 Yeah. So hard word for some reason. (laughs) Tulsa, Oklahoma in June of 1953. Samuel was a really straight edge church going kind of dude. He kind of played everything safe. He had like his morals and everything. He didn't seem like he was anything like any of her prior husbands, like no drinking issues. He wasn't like a womanizer or anything like that. But there was one issue with Samuel. 
and that it was like a huge deal breaker for Nanny, clearly. Samuel was in extreme disapproval of Nanny's romance novels that she had loved so much. These are Uh-oh. these are things that she cherished since she was a child. Oh. She loved the stories. It's it's like telling like a you know the the Disney people mm-hmm. how they're like very diehard Disney people. It would be like telling a Disney person you can never watch a Disney related thing again. Yeah. You, like you know those people that are like, uh-huh. "Well, no, I'd rather die." Because, like, I, I know a few of those. Like, I, I have know. a few friends that are, like, everything in my house is Disney-related. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. I mean... Which is fine. Like, to each their own. But, like... She just obviously really these loves these novels. These are her things. Novels. She's... Because they allow her to live in, like, a, like, disillusion that of, like, reality. Yeah. 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 Which, like... And that, like, that alone is fine. She's, like... Sure. Yeah, that's There's nothing fine. wrong with what she was doing with her romance novels. Obviously it led to some pretty fucked up shit because yeah, the consequences and, of it are fucked up, but like you reading yeah. them and enjoying them is not, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. So this was just like not in line with Samuel's taste and likes and it went against his beliefs and everything. Cause he was very like very involved in the church and I, maybe, maybe the romance novels Nanny was reading were possibly like erotic or like, yeah something like, they, like that like yeah they could be maybe like seemed, racy for the time yes. or something i think i think yeah. that's kind of the case is it's yeah. like while it's all fine and good but for the time it was probably just like well a little saucy yeah like he was just like yeah. i don't approve so in september of 1953 samuel was actually admitted to the hospital having flu-like symptoms the doctors had diagnosed him with a severe digestive tract infection. He was kept in the hospital for treatment and then released on October 5th. That's crazy. Like that's a, he essentially spent a whole month in the hospital yeah. getting better and recovering. Um, but on that very night that he was released, nanny poisoned him. She, and he died. Oh, so she quickly rushed to collect the two life insurance policies that she had taken out on him while he was in the hospital. Oh, there we go. I know. But because Samuel's doctor had literally just released him and deemed him like healthy enough to go home, this sudden death set off a red flag with the doctor. Yeah. Like I just saw you hours ago and you were healthy and now you're rolling in here in a a body bag kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor immediately ordered an autopsy. The autopsy had revealed a massive amount of arsenic in his system. So the doctor instantly called the police, shown them the results, and Nanny was arrested immediately. Wow. Yeah. When she was arrested, Nanny just confessed to killing four of her husbands, this being Samuel, the most recent, Richard, Arlie, and Frank. She confessed to killing her sister, Dovey, her grandson, Robert, not the other baby, Right. Okay. Even though there was suspicion there of the head poking with the pin and Arlie's mother. So her mother-in-law as well as her own mother, but the state of Oklahoma had only focused their case around Samuel's death. I think mainly due to the whole like jurisdictional issue since Mm -hmm. most of the other deaths happened outside of state and whatnot. Yeah. You probably can't prosecute it. Yeah. Yeah. So she'd have to be prosecuted in each of the states that it happened as well as prove it and uh, that's the thing there's probably no evidence for any of that other stuff other than her confession nope exactly there's like nothing really Mm -hmm. to go off of 
especially with um the one husband because like literally everything was also burnt to the ground yeah yeah so, like there's exactly. literally nothing <laughs> like so you can count that like i think the only other evidence would be like the paper trail of money deposits yeah but even then if they're like i don't know a good enough lawyer could probably fight that but anyways um she was found mentally fit for trial so she was able to stand trial which mm-hmm. good um, it's noted that the state didn't pursue the death penalty due to her gender, which is strange to me because yeah, like I'm, I'm someone who's always on the fence about the death penalty anyways, but when contemplating the death penalty, gender is never in the equation. No, for, I for agree. Me. Like, I think it's, a, it's controversial in, in itself, but if you're, if you're a state that has the death penalty, gender shouldn't be, shouldn't not, be a qualifying yeah, you shouldn't or disqualifying. Be not using it just because someone's a woman. Yeah. Like, she killed a lot of people. A lot of people. Children, family. People have died for less under the death penalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. So, Innocent people have died under well, the death yeah, penalty. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, people have died for nothing. Yes. Um. That's why I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Exactly. But, but, but in these cases. Even in a perfect system. Yeah. Like, she would be. An ideal candidate. Like, yeah. I mean, not that, that, that's what I mean. It's like, you don't want to say those things because then no, that makes it's just like, you just as God, bad. She just admitted to all of it too. I know. And she did it while giggling. <laughs> like, <laughs> laughing the whole time. Well, yeah, she literally laughs at everything. Like, that's God. like her personality. That would be so scary if you're like watching yeah. someone confess to all these murders. They're just laughing the whole yeah. time. Yeah. So on May 17th, 1955, she was sentenced to life in prison. She then died in 1965 from leukemia in the hospital ward of the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. And wow. that's, that's Nanny Doss for you. Nanny. The giggling nanny. Gosh. Nanny Doss. Vicious. Violent. Yeah. like Very sneaky. Super sneaky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's very... Uh... Yeah calculated like it takes yeah. time you know like murders of passion and stuff where it's someone just like grabs a knife and like stabs you whatever like just yeah. you got into an argument and it's like whatever but it's like she baking a pie takes a long time it yeah. takes like all day if you're it, making all the dough yeah. from scratch and everything it, and, it really does you know what I'm so it's like you have a lot of time to think about that and she's yeah. like plotting and i feel like there's a lot of steps to even if you're just going to use like straight up rat poison in their drink for example like you you still have to go to the store and get that yeah like, you got to, like, consciously make that decision. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Kinda like, That's what I mean. Like, it was all planned, whether it was a pie or whether it was something else. Like, even in the whiskey, it's like, yeah, but, like, she still planned it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all premeditated. It's all planned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, see, I can usually at least relate to crimes of passion where it's just like, okay, I like, I could understand, like, a boiling rage where you're just like, I'm going to snap. And but someone like, who can't control their anger and gets violent when they get angry. Yeah, it's like, at least understandable. It makes more sense to when, me, yeah. yeah, when those things can happen. But yeah. she's just like, no, nah, I'm just She's gonna. like, no, you looked at me wrong. Poison. <laughs> <You're dead>. Poison. <laughs> <laughs> you look really hungry, dear. Would you like a pie? <laughs> <laughs> so Don't steal her pies off the windowsill. Let's put it no. that way. <laughs> oh my God. No. I'm surprised that didn't happen. Maybe like maybe it did, and then those people died, and no one knew when, why. We have no idea, and she couldn't confess to it because she didn't even know. Exactly, she's probably just like shit. I gotta make another pie. <laughs> probably like forty victims at least. So yeah, that was that. Damn. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah. I, see, I was worried. I was like, I don't no, know. No, that was interesting. Okay. Like, it's just interesting again for the time and every, how someone can just kind of like float Fly under the radar. States, just get married to whoever they want to and then kill them and then move on yeah. to the next one. Like, and she's like raking wow. in husbands left and right. Like, fuck, it took me forever to find Drew. <laughs> like, I know. When I hear these stories where I'm like, and you dated how many people? Me, I'm like, I spent my entire life. She's had more husbands than I have boyfriends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Way more. (laughs) Like, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she must have been charming as fuck. Yeah. She she was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she probably fits the category of psychopath more than sociopath for sure. It seems like that to me. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that. Yeah. We're wrapping this this bad boy up. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, I hope I hope everyone liked that. I can't wait to hear what everyone. I thinks. really enjoyed it. I enjoyed researching it, even though it was like hard because there's so yeah. yeah, you know. I know. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram and oh, at how to not get killed. Damn it, Haley. (laughs) (laughs) Messed it up. Ruined it all. (laughs) Um, Yes, at how to not get killed is our Instagram and you can also follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. Yep. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Keep it sleazy. Bye. Yeah. Oh, and check out our website if you haven't already. Oh, yeah, website. Yeah. Merch. Shop our merch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to put that into our new script of closing shit. And- okay, we'll add it to the next one. Okay. <laughs> All right, keep it sleazy. Get thanks, out of here. Thanks, guys. <laughs>